Good evening, everybody. Thank you for your patience and welcome to One World, One Blood Bowl, episode 17. I am thrilled to have with me some of the most beautiful people alive today on this planet. Uh, and I know that because of the number of people that flock to their streams to watch them when they're streaming Blood Bowl 2 or even just talking about Blood Bowl 2 or looking at dice logs. Um, I'm sure they don't need introductions. Their names should be up on your screens anyway. Uh, but I am thrilled to have the same bunch that we had when we were discussing the original Blood Bowl 2 beta, or the second beta, but the one that uh, got us all involved and excited. Uh, and we've added one to that mix, someone that lots of people called for to be asked their opinion at that time, and I'm thrilled he's joined us. So, in no particular order, um, I'm going to say a welcome to Jimmy Fantastic. Hello. Hello. Uh, say a big hello to Rick Reckless. Hi. Directly above me on my screen, we have Elliot. How is it up there? Um... Oh, uh, very higher than you. I don't know. Hello. Uh, Andy Davo has joined us hot from a Chalice game. How'd it go, Andy? Uh, yeah, it was a win. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, bringing that positivity to the evening, I'm sure. And then finally, uh, rounding out our sexy sixum, we have Inarian. Good evening and welcome to One World, One Blood Bowl. In Among Us, I, I guess. Well, and thank you for your presence this evening. Um, I think we're all just going to agree the hell out of everything you say. But before we get to that specific bit, <laughs> I do just want to bounce around, say hello to everybody, and give a quick hot take on what they think of the Blood Bowl 3 beta. Uh, it is the third beta. It's been a long time in development since the second one. Uh, there's plenty of time for lots of things to have changed. Um, I'm going to start, I think, uh, let's start with Rick. Uh, Blood Bowl's Mr. Nice. I've seen you popping some Blood Bowl 3 around. I've seen you having a little fiddle with it. Uh, just for a benchmark, how much Blood Bowl 2020, the rule set that this game is based on, have you played? Uh, yeah, a, a fair bit. Uh, a few NAP tournaments, um, two tabletop seasons now, and uh, a few fumble games, uh, quite a few fumble games now, which I've, I've enjoyed. So yeah, fair, fair little bit of Blood Bowl 2020. Okay, so the rule set itself you feel pretty au fait with? Yeah, yeah. What's your hot take on the, the third Blood Bowl 3 beta? How did you find it? Yeah, okay. So um, I, I, I'll try and keep this as, as quick as possible. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's vastly improved from the second one. I, I was actually able to play it quite a lot. I've played it quite a lot, which is good. I was kind of unable to play the second one. Um, it The second one caused me quite a lot of nausea. Um, and I also just really struggled, struggled to enjoy it and see what was going on and, and play the games. And a lot of that has been cleared up this time. So yeah. Um, I can go into a bit more detail. No, I'm for a hot literally take? just looking for a hot take for where you're at hot with take. knowing oh, the rules. Go. Yeah, big, big improvement. Still got a way to go, and I'll get more into that later. But yeah, big improvement. Okay, I think we'll we'll probably balance that by turning to the the angel on my other shoulder, Mister Fantastic himself, uh, Jimmy. What did you make of uh, of the Blood Bowl Three Third Beta this time around? How much 2020 have you played or are aware? I haven't of? played any uh, Blood Bowl 2020, but I have read the rules, so that means I pretty much know everything. Sure. And, uh, probably more than most people who played like you know 20s games or something yeah i mean you feel comfortable with it in your awareness with what what it's yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah cool. i know going. everything i called it off from the start and i was right about everything so yeah that's good and the blood bowl 3 beta have you had a fiddle with that a little bit a tiny bit i i tried to play a game and i was i was sniped by moridan on the nurgle pitch <laughs> And it was horrendous. The 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 pitch is like you know su super detailed. The models are super detailed, and just everything's horrendous and just doesn't work. So I, I it hurt my eyes and I quit. 
and then uh, and then I got some money to play a second game, so I played a second game, and then uh, that was you know rough, <laughs> and I had to just cover my eyes during my opponent's turn. The controls are horrible, and the gameplay is yeah, it's just I can't think about the game. the the turn The turn time limit because of the controls, the turn time limit is too short, so I didn't get to think about blue ball or anything. I was just battling versus the controls for the two minutes. Were you on a different pitch with the second game? Oh, I can't remember what the pitch was, but I was I was definitely it still hurt my eyes. I mean I, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean coming in on just on one point with that, I have found I mean I've been playing Blood Bowl online in one format or another, and I've even tried the horrible play by email client um for about nineteen years, and I'm still struggling to get my turns done in two minutes with an interface I now think I'm reasonably comfortable with. Um so I can I can really agree that, that I I think even experienced players are finding that that timer isn't particularly generous. Uh, th there does look to be the flexibility built in. Who knows what it will end up we get as actual To be fair, know, though, Purple Chest, to be fair, right, I have only played this game for 30, 32 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 5,000 hours on that. So, And it is designed for new players. So maybe they'll be fine with two minutes. I mean, I, I think there is a, a secret under the hood that there is a level which this does seem like they perhaps someone has taken a decision that the growth market in Blood Bowl is on consoles. I feel, or that we'll buy it anyway, maybe, but I, I do feel that might be one of the underlying design parameters, maybe. Okay, so we've had some some middling to positive and a, a somewhat relentlessly bleak. Um, Elliot, how do you feel about Blood Bowl 3 and how's your experience with the 2020 rules? Uh, I've got about 60 games on Fumble uh, okay. in 2020 at a pretty high level. I've been playing the Royal Rookie Rumbles, which tend to have you know, decent you know, coaches in there some of the time and, uh, in, and the Fumble Miners, so uh, I, I've you know, got a got a decent amount of experience. I'm you know more or less you know um, happy to play in the 2020 rules. I'm I'm pretty used to them by now. So you know my experience coming to play Blood Bowl three was one with which I was familiar with the rules already. Okay, and how have you found this latest beta? Um, as as the other said, a big improvement. It's coming from a really really bad start. It's so it's still in a pretty bad state, and I'm overall pretty unenthusiastic about it. I also uh, had my first game on the Nurgle pitch, so I got a really, really bad impression to start with. I actually watched another studio play on, on the grass pitch, and I thought, oh, it looks quite a bit better. And then I played on the Nurgle pitch, and I thought, oh my god, what on earth is going on here? Uh, I did play a, a bunch of the game. I played uh, about a dozen games or so, maybe a bit more actually, over the course of a few days. And uh, I did enjoy it, but it's still... And, and it's improved visually. It's a lot nice to look at. Something is not quite right, though. Things still don't fit together nicely uh, to look at it's still difficult to tell the players apart and to get a, a good overview of where everything is on the pitch when you glance at it you know individually everything looks great but as as a whole it doesn't mesh and i find the control system really poor and sort of strangely poor as well i don't understand like mm. why it is why is that bad um yeah I, I, okay um what what for you was the big leap forward? You did say you did think there was some changes that were really positive. What's yeah? It did look it looked good. Uh, it, sorry, it looked better visually. It looked, it looked good compared to the second beta, but that that was pretty horrendous. And uh, and it, it was improved, uh, particularly on the grass pitch. I did find it a lot nice to look at. For what it's worth, I never had any of the you know like physiological problems. I never felt sick or had problems with my eyes when I was playing the previous beta, and that continued here. But I did think that it looked better. Uh, it was nice while well, they gave us more options to remove extra UI elements, help clean it up a little bit, but that fundamental problem still still remained of things not meshing. I also liked um, 
this feature that they uh, they mentioned of the Discord, whereby you can sort of start one move before hmm. the previous move finished. And I, while I did find the control system really clunky, and like Jimmy said, struggled to get used to it, uh, if you could battle past this control system, you can play out some really quick turns, and it is really nice how much you can sort of you know flow from one move to the other um, if you're you know if you know what you're doing. Whether that's a you know a, a key important aspect of a Blood Bowl game where most of the time you're you're thinking, you know, it's not really an APM intensive game at the end of the day. But if you do want to play a fast turn, then you know the options there, and, and that is nice. Yes, I I mean some people are saying in the chat that Kanua, another huge streamer that I, I should have invited on, but I I just didn't. Um, he will definitely be coming on at some point. We have talked about uh, you know, ways of getting him on this show. Um, he apparently turned the brightness up again and found that that helped him with the contrast of the players and the pitches. But uh, I mean, fundamentally, we shouldn't be having to do that, should we? We shouldn't be having to gimp their systems in order to make it visually something we can cope with. And I think it's important to say it isn't just Jimmy. I mean, I haven't heard from the swathes of people I did last time, but I have heard from two distinctly other people um, who have also experienced, you know, physiological problems whilst trying to play the Blood Bowl three beta. So it's it isn't just Jimmy. He, he is not, you know, a, a one seeking a cause celebra. He he is he may represent a small portion of the demographic, but there is a bunch of Jimmys out there. Um, okay, I think that's that's reasonably balanced. Uh, Andy, now you must know some twenty twenty. You've uh, you've been uh, on the tabletops. I've seen you places. Um, so you must be comfortable with twenty twenty. How much uh, how much Blood Bowl three have you got in? Um, I mean, I mean that, that sound effect kind of, I think, is my mindset. I have played the beta a little bit. I logged into it today because I knew we were coming on here and I actually have gone off and made a page of notes. Um, my big takeaways from this are that while everything looks prettier, it doesn't look cleaner. So because it doesn't look cleaner, it's hard to tell what's actually going on. Hmm. And I've maybe worked out what that is, or for me, I know worked out what it is, which is that if you loaded Blood Bowl 2 and 3 side by side, when you look at the resolution and the amount of pitch you can see at one time, Blood Bowl 3 is showing you too much stuff. If you actually look, the default camera shows you a half, an entire half plus half of your opponent's half, which is two-thirds of the pitch or three-quarters of the pitch. It's too much. So when you zoom in, the models don't get any bigger. They're still the same size. You're just now presented with lots of grass. So the zoom function's crap. Um, it's not that the models aren't any good. They just don't zoom when you zoom and so it's really difficult to tell what's going on something about the scaling it, it just doesn't yeah. quite they don't sit quite right do they i've i've taken some screenshots and married the two up and if you take a you know a player in blue ball three and a player in blue ball two and put them side by side the amount of screen real estate they take up is not the same blue ball two is all about having a slightly bigger clunkier model but at least i can tell what the hell that model is straight away mm. and that's the whole point Yes, I mean, well, is it? I mean, it is for us, isn't it? Because we like, you know, visibility for the people on our streams. We want a nice, clean visual product that we can get the information from, that they can get the second-hand information from. Does the player at home, or do they just want something really pretty that, that looks like they have the models that they paint? I'll leave us all to ponder that one, because I just want to get the hot take from Inarian, and then I want to bring us all in on this sort of stuff. Uh, Inarian, what's your experience of the Blood Bowl 2020 rule set? Uh, <clears throat> well, I've, I've played a lot uh, during the beta, of course, because I want to test out uh, the game and mm. uh, come up with solutions and, uh, you know, to, to make it better and also find bugs uh, because 
that's the purpose of the beta. Uh, we should play the crap out of it and report and uh, help them out because they need our help. Yeah. It's a complex game to make and um, uh, it, it's not easy uh, to make a Blood Bowl game. Um, so we should help as much as possible. Do and that's you, what I have tried to do at least. Do you feel we're at the bug squashing point in the development of this game? Uh, almost, almost. Uh, I think they need to iron out the mechanics a bit more. Uh, so um, the gameplay um, got more flow. Um, and uh, the re readability of the game needs to improve as well. There's a lot of uh, UI stuff that is unnecessary um, currently in, in this build we're playing now uh, that they need to take out and just make it easier to read and understand what's on the pitch and how you view it. Um, I, I, um, I find myself nodding and agreeing with all of those points and wanting to dig in instantly into every one of them. Yeah. But uh, can, but, I, uh, can I try and move on by saying that whilst I agree with the readability, that I think the readability has taken a leap forwards but still has steps to take? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, and, uh, the, and, the last uh, one, I just... Just there was so much on the screen at me yeah, all the time, too much. and, I, and I, it was in the way. And also the camera, uh, it got you know it took away your control, yeah. uh, and it uh, shifted focus all the time. And I think that's caused um, the migraines and the headaches, I guess, uh, because um, uh, it constantly moved around on the pitch. And uh, you you didn't have any control at all. That so, that does seem better to me. I I actually found. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the dark elf pitch, for example, the boat was was yeah. genuinely really quite beautiful. And yeah. even when the effects kicked off in the second half, I thought this is stunning to be playing blood bowl on this. And I could read what figures were where. I could see you know what the shapes were. Um, so that one really made sense to me. The Nurgle pitch, I agree. It's a little tricky. Improve, um the readability of the players and stuff like that. I'm not too worried about that. What I'm worried about at this moment is the mechanics, um, how you, uh, you know, uh, plot your movements and make a pass mm. and blitz and pick up the ball and hand over and, and, and this and that. Yeah, I, I do want to spend some time specifically on that with all six yep. of us. Okay. So if I could okay. just round off on a tiny thing there, to, I wanted to pick up on one of the points you said that otherwise I think we're likely to miss. Um, because, Rick, I know you had an experience that's perhaps quite unique to the rest of us of trying to play the beta with a controller. Um, and just looking at the chat, some people are talking about how this, this the radial menus is perhaps not as usable on controllers and consoles as those of us that are PC-based are perhaps assuming it is. Um, I just want to bring you briefly in on, on your experience with the controller, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, I, I don't want to be too negative here, but this is probably the most negative I'm going to be. Uh, it was it was unplayable on controller at the moment, unfortunately. So so first of all, there's just some basic bugs. There was some stuff on team building, like clicking recruit, that literally doesn't work. It, you can go to it and click the button, and it doesn't. You have to then swap to mouse and click to actually get it to to work. So there was there was that, and then you get into game. Uh, and the thing that I'm really going to get into later, but I'll just uh, mention here, um, is, is that uh, I, I'm still having trouble with the nausea and motion sickness. Um, it, it is somewhat improved, and I'm delighted that they've made some progress in that area. Uh, but unfortunately, it's still very, very bad on controller. Um, and the, the reason for this is that uh, the, the left stick moves the cursor around, 
And unlike on, first of all, it moves it very slowly. Compared to Bubble 2, let's say, it moves the cursor very, very slowly, which uh, isn't great. So that's frustrating, if nothing else. But it also uh, moves the camera with it every time, which actually is the same on Bubble 2, but isn't the same with mouse and keyboard. And it blurs the background, which again, it does a very slight bit of on Bubble 2, but it does it loads in Bubble 3. And so you've got this weird slow motion cursor moving up the screen, the entire background blurring violently, and the nausea was just boom. And the entire loads of my chat straight away, like a huge percentage of my chat was like, I can't watch this. This is this is making me feel sick or giving me headaches. Um, and uh, and then I swap. I've had to swap despite my RSI to mouse and keyboard for the rest of my playing. And loads of my chat then didn't get nausea or uh, headaches. And those of us that still did, it was drastically reduced because the camera hardly moves. You don't have to move the camera much with the keyboard. You can stay mostly where you are and just move the cursor. Yeah. And when you do move the camera, it's slight and it's quick on keyboard. So unfortunately, I tried with controller. It wasn't good. So is that something about the engine that they're using that means when they're moving it around graphically, it's it's, it's just not holding together. It's it's causing this this motion sickness. I mean, they, they use Unreal Engine, yeah. which loads of games do. And, and me and loads, loads of fast paced movie games. Me and loads of people have had absolutely zero nausea or headaches from any computer game in history, except oh, except VR. I've had VR nausea. That's it. Anything outside of VR ever has never given me nausea in computer gaming. So it isn't just Unreal Engine. It might be how they're implementing Unreal Engine, but it isn't the Unreal Engine itself. No, 100% not. Okay. Um, right, so moving on from the hot takes, which I think we're seeing a lot of positives, but perhaps not maybe the the sort of groundswell of yes they've solved it that I, you know maybe some of us were hoping for at this point um i suppose the first question i want to ask is do we feel that this is a beta that is ready to then go live is this a releasable product right now andy jim i take it that's a no no, no. oh yes yeah yeah definitely. it's definitely <laughs> releasable <laughs> the target market is people who don't know how to refund on steam isn't it? <laughs> Elliot, do you think it can go out close to how it is? No, I'm I'm worried to be honest. The the planned release date is this year. That's what we know so far. I, yeah. uh, given what we've seen in the past twelve months, I'm I would not want to see it released in the next six months. You know, I I, I hope it gets pushed back to next year. Rick, are you joining the the chorus of no's? So uh, I'll just add that you know whilst I am delighted by the progress from yeah. beta two to beta three, yeah, yeah. and and yeah. and that is a direction which could lead us to a release that I'd be excited about. No, if it's anything like beta three, disaster. And in Orion, I, I have to ask the same question to everyone. Uh, it can be done. It can be done. That's my view of it. Uh, and if they go, well, I don't think they will go with the early access uh, anymore. Uh, but if they did, the community could help out uh, yeah. concerning squashing the bugs and stuff like that. I think, uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with this beta if you compare it to the last one. So uh, we are seeing massive progress concerning gameplay. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I think if they continue to listen to the feedback and uh, continue on, on this path now, we're going to end up with a very good game that we can all enjoy for many years to come. And yeah. that's the goal. Uh, I mean, uh, and that's why we are here today. Absolutely. Because we, we 
kind of we are we're nerds. <laughs> we are, <laughs> to be honest. But we love this game, and we have played this game since early childhood. And uh, I I think we got a a lot of love and passion for the game. Uh, and we need to step up and help Cyanide. Well, I mean, the, the next question, obviously, right. is how do we do that? I mean, I, I, I in the beta ran into someone who has proudly played one race, the Dwarves, had rolled their team up to nearly 2,000 and was busy smushing people. And I thought, is this is this someone that's helping in any way uh, anything except their own ego? Or is that, am I abreacting? Should we be doing all sorts? Should we be rolling these huge teams and the tiny ones? I mean, it would be nice to see what happens if you put six skulls on a player, for example. You know, like, does, do things keep working at the high TVM? Yeah, Maybe yeah. there's some specific bugs there. Yeah. Seven skills on a player like Blood Bowl. Too. Right, right. Maybe a <laughs> hidden skill. Okay, look, um, this has all been quite negative so far. And I think there is some, some huge leaps forward. I think I'm slightly more positive than anyone set perhaps scenario. I thought there were some genuine leaps forward. I thought some of it was at times really breathtakingly good. Um, but then I found a frustration that would make me just want to slam my head against a wall. And I thought, ah, so why isn't this solved yet? Um, so let, let's talk about the good. What what has definitely moved forward? What are we really happy about? Um, some of the things that aren't in the game, like in the match, right? Some of the things that aren't in the match. Right. So like when, you, when buying your team is loads better. Yeah. Really simple to just add like add things to the cart and then buy everything at once. Saving your teams so you can just you can just clip it click it as a default is brilliant like three of those three defaults you can make for each race yeah the and, and that's that really important really jim I, I checked that too that it is three for each race so yeah. i can have three dwarf setups and i can just click you know which of my dwarf teams do i want to start rolling with this time and three for black orcs and three for humans and they can all be different and that's that's fantastic Hopefully that that'll like save your like customizations and names and setups and everything as well. Eventually, at the moment, it just sits, just saves the like the players board and gives you random names. But if you could save all the names as well, it'd be amazing. And so. if you could save the setups for kickoffs, that would be just uh, joyful, wouldn't it? The amount of yeah, the setups are only are only done on a team basis. So yeah, it would be nice to just save setups like outside of the teams completely, and then you could just load them in, yeah. stuff like that. Some, somehow that would be good. But even on a team-by-team -team thing, it's still really good. Yeah, it's still so, great that you can you can put those those setups, you can play around with them on a nice little chalkboard, and then know when you hit the game, you just press one button, and your, your people are in those places. I thought that was great. And the, as I said, the ability to save three rosters, and I, th I think you're right, that whole purchasing front end is fantastic. Um, Andy, we'll, we'll get you in early this time. Um, what did you like? What, what's What's been the big hooray? Uh, I think the, the two other ones, the colour editor. So now back to Blood Bowl 1, if I'm playing against one of you guys and you're playing in blue and I'm playing in blue, we should, one of us, be able to go and edit that now so one of us can play in red. Um, that looks like that's not just at team creation, which is good. Um, and I also like the fact that you can now go and build a team and then jump straight into play in a league rather than even have to come out of it. So new players will be not get lost on the way to matchmaking, hopefully. Yeah, I, I confess I did once or twice, but that's because I'm old and stupid. I, I suspect if you get used to it, that the front end is actually working much better than I realised. Um, I was perhaps looking for something more complex than it was. Um, Rick, you're Mr. Positive. You are Blood Bowl's Mr. Nice. What was the nicest thing for you in the Blood Bowl 3 new beta? Yeah, so uh, it, the reasons why I found this so much more enjoyable to play than the, the previous one, uh, I, I could turn animations off, 
Uh, even better than that would be if they, and when they do, I know they're going to put them to armor breaks only, but having animations every single block was just like, yeah, way too much on, on the first one. Uh, the really, really big one was that they, they've set it to, uh, so you can now set it to skills developed only, um, which took away loads of the clutter and confusion, especially when you get into, used to new skills, and you can set them to category-only colors, which again made them so much clearer. I, I basically had to play Beta 2 not knowing what sk development skills were, and I just gave up. I just had to like just guess and just be like, you know what, I I'll just like pretend everybody's rookie. And this time I was actually playing Blood Bowl, and there was a little bit more clutter clear up here and there, and, and it just, yeah, it meant that I could actually work out what was going on and play the actual game. And, and yeah, that was way better, and I genuinely enjoyed getting to play some Blood Bowl 2020 in a cyanide game as a result of those. I mean, there's a huge amount of customization that they've, they've built in, isn't there, in terms of what we're seeing and what we're looking at and what we take away. I mean, some of that clutter on the screen, once we understand what keys they are, we can press a button and they're gone forever. Um, so, so maybe, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I quite liked that. Um, I, I did notice that one of the cyanide people said that, do you know there's now only two skills that have two colours? Uh, do you know what they are? And I said, no, I have absolutely no idea. I instantly turned it to one colour per skill category. And then I thought about it and thought, I am not sure I've seen anyone on stream that hasn't turned that option on. Um, because why learn a bolted-on system on top of a system that we already know? That that seems like work I don't need to do. Um, Elliot, what was your happy place with the Blood Bowl 3 beta? What are you saying a big thank you for? Well, well so one thing, G, G mentioned the out-of-game stuff. It's interesting to note that that's actually not just improved from beta 2, but it's actually an improvement over beta, uh, over Blood Bowl 2, which is, which is really cool. And something else along that line was, because uh, I, I think the in-game stuff is, you know, that is nice stuff, but I think the in-game stuff is by far more important, as, as I think people yes. agree with. And the one thing I thought that was nice and that, that is also an upgrade over Blood Bowl 2, again, is the speed by which you can play things. If you get to grips with the control system, it's a difficult point to make because I, I, the control system is like one of the worst parts of the game for me. But if you can deal with it, then it is <laughs> nice to be able to play these flowing turns. And sometimes it doesn't seem to quite work perfectly. Maybe there's still some issues trying out, but you can kind of see what's going on there. And it's nice to be able to play your turns real quickly and, and you, know, you can get the games done pretty quickly if you want to. I find that was particularly true. I loved that smoothness and, and that ability to start actions, queue actions, and then just see it all yeah. unfold. Which Blood Bowl 2 doesn't have so much. There's, no. there's an enforced delay between moving your players in Blood Bowl 2, which uh, I doesn't have in Blood Bowl 3. I never felt that way coaching the Blackhawks or the Dwarves because of constantly um, taking block decisions and follow-up decisions. But with Pro Elves, I found sometimes I was putting four or five moves in and then just watching the team flow around the pitch. Um, and that was genuinely quite quite enjoyable to do. Again, once I got the hang of the 18 different things, I have to click in what order. Um, but exactly, more yeah. on that when we come specifically to that. Inaria, what was your, your happy place? I mean, you seem, as like me, very positive about where we've come and where we might be going. What, what was the big thing for you that made you think, yeah, this is, this is a step in the right way? Well, uh, if you remember how it was during Beta 2, um, we didn't have block dice in 3D. Uh, that were clickable, you mm -hmm. know, you didn't select the the choice of a block action on the 3D dice. We had it in 2D and we had a big, big wheel that covered almost uh, the entire screen. Yeah. And it covered tackle zones, it, it covered the pieces and yeah, it was unreadable. Now, at least you know, during the beta 3, you can actually read the board, you can read the action somewhat, the wheel is still in the way. Uh, but it's smaller, 
and it, uh, the block dice is in 3D. Uh, you also roll um, the D6 in 3D as well uh, in the wheel. Uh, not for pass though. So there, there's um, uh, some stuff they haven't done yet, uh, but they're getting there, I guess. Uh, so that's the big change. Uh, and with that, the camera, the camera movements. Yeah. So uh, it's the block dice and the camera um, that's the big thing uh, during this speed, at least. Uh, and that's why people are not sick anymore playing. Yes, I mean, for me, I felt... I, I really struggle to put it into words because I, I, I'm not very technical. It's almost like if it was a car, the engine was just running better. It was misfiring less. The, the, the game moved smoother when I tried to rotate the camera. That moved a lot smoother. When I was mousing around, it moved smoother. When I tried to pick people up and select them, that was easier to do. It just felt I was a bit more in control of it. And it, it was just running a little smoother underneath everything on the top. The other big change I noticed was I, I got very cross about the 7,000 dice that I was being shown every single turn in, Bel in the beta 2. Uh, and that seems to have been calmed right down. And there's an option that I can turn them off altogether and not really know what the hell's going on. Um, and it said that the dice felt like the right number before I turned them off. And also that the right ones were clickable at the right time when I expected them to be. The ones that were showing me stuff I could just see and the ones I wanted to click on felt clickable. Um, so that was the big step forwards for me. Um, is there anything we, we haven't covered yet that is a really big worry for you before we start going through in a slightly more logical sort of sense of, of the game and, and what what we in-depth think about some of the little bits that we've mentioned already. Um, I, I really don't like the dice rolls happen after the after the decision point has already been made. Yeah. Bloody annoying. They're yeah. backwards. Either get rid of them or flip them round. Yes. Um, um, are you talking where sometimes you see, you'll see someone go down and it's stunned and then you'll see the failed roll and then you'll see the armor roll and then you'll yeah. see the yeah. dodge afterwards. And it all yes. feels like it's in a strange order, doesn't it? Uh, yes, the, the go for it is also another weird one because I had player goes for it, rolls a one, I re-rolled it, and then an armor roll happened. It didn't even do the <sighs> failed one. I was like, oh, you just must have failed then. Um, and it would have shown you the one right at the back end of everything that was happening, I bet yes. you. But yeah, so, yeah, they, so while the dice spam has got a lot less, they're perhaps not quite in the right place or the right order or the timing isn't feeling good with them right at the moment. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, let's talk about that front end of the game that, that Jimmy so loves. Um, it is hugely better, isn't it? It's a marked improvement on Blood Bowl 2. It, it, the colours, the, the way it all moves, it looks very modern. It looks like the rule set, the rule book. Um, is, isn't the front end something we can be universally positive about on this, this build? Bit. <laughs> like not completely they, they they got rid of some of the pure white they haven't got rid of all of the pure white they're still they're still and and they've also they toned down some of the bright red but some of it was still super insane bright light so but they've got a lot closer like it's so it is so much better than like four or five months ago and i mean i found shopping for a team a genuine joy after things like blood bowl too any, anyone got any negatives on the front end, the user interface of us of us running our teams? I, I'm really with Jimmy on uh, the, the the pure white and the bright red, and some of the blur background is the nausea isn't purely from in game. Sometimes it's from the menus. I so Jim was doing some of the menu stuff and some of the organising of the teams, and I was struggling to watch his stream at times. Uh, e even then, it is improved. It is better. 
but I've got like a couple of hours limit, which is better than it was. But, you know, and I, I kind of want to go more into that later, but I'm not, it's not all front-end stuff, so okay. I'll, I'll leave that for now. Um, and did anyone else have fun playing around with the customizations, you know, painting their teams and things? I try to make mine as bright as possible so I can see them on the picture. Yeah, the, the problem is everything gets covered in brown. Like, there's so much brown on everything that, like, it, it's not as good as it should be. I, mean, I, I got myself some bright gold dwarves um, specifically to test out the Nurgle pitch. And I found that really helped with the visibility. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, if you can see your players, uh, you know, hot take from me, I think the Nurgle pitch is really nice if you've got players you can see on them. But if you've got players... It's, it's technically green... well done. The problem is it's it's like the contrast and everything, isn't it? And the focus, and it's like... It should be a bit out of focus, shouldn't it? So that the players are in focus. Like, it's weird because... The background's totally super in focus, and so is the foreground, and you just eyes are going everywhere, and it's just hard work. Now, sort of allied to the front end is the inducement screen um, when you're loading into the game. Now, because of the beta, there's been a lot of you know big team disparities and things, so we've seen quite a lot of that inducement page. Is that working well? Is that user friendly? In Arian, I mean, you particularly, have, uh, I've seen bouncing around on that, hiring things and having things hired against you, facing morgue every game. Uh, and also the in-game inducement screen. Is all of that information good and clear and working right, do you think? Oh, dear. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll comment <laughs> on that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the actual inducing and how much money you've got is fine. Trying to see what your opponent's team is so that you know what you're up against to induce to be against that and also maybe a refresher on your own. Flip me, that's, that's difficult. And also, if you've got, there's some bugs, like if you've got animations turned off and you take a star player, you've got their banner the entire match at the bottom of the screen. Yes, I had heard that, yeah. A little bit of a pain, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and, and I don't think they've implemented the special rules yet, which you understand and stuff. And, and obviously, a, a lot of the stuff isn't there. But but yeah, the, the basics of, oh, I, I'm, I know how much money I've got and I want to take a bribe or something, That that's fine. Yeah. And, and when you buy something, what the, the money moves around in a way that makes sense yeah. as to what's left and what you're spending, which I, would I say, didn't yes. find in beta 2. So I, I thought that was pretty good. But they, they do actually, there wasn't any way to look at your opponent's team before right now. You, you can actually, there's a little, you, you can like look at your opponent's team physically on the pitch, right? You, yeah. That's lining up, yeah. I mean, did, did you not like that? Like, I, I thought it okay, I don't know. Really? Because then you're <laughs> frantically mousing over each one, trying to see what they've got. Yeah. Remember, okay, so that's, there's two mighty blow, there's, there's three so with can, guard. Oh, that one's got a tackle, has he? Or what, what's that skill? You can turn the skills on, though, right? In in that area of the game, you can. You need to remember what the hotkeys are to turn the skills on, but you you can turn the skills on and, and see more. I don't like it as much as the Blood Bowl 2 version with the. the you got to press Let's bring Inari in. He's, he's not yeah. a native speaker. We need to give him space and time. Inari. you got to press Y three times and H twice, uh, I think. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. Okay, so you need to remember a specific cheat code. It's very Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Well, but. Uh, since I played it uh, quite a lot, uh, I got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't there be... I mean, is that the thing that's missing? Because I quite liked the inducement page. Again, I thought it was quite clear, quite obvious what the information was and what you were buying. But I did want to look at my team and the opponent's team. Shouldn't there just yeah. be a, a we team need sheet? A team... Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. And we need also uh, to be able to see what TV uh, uh, as well. Uh, currently, when you enter the match, it only well it displays the TV uh, on a splash screen very quickly. It's like two seconds, and then it goes to dedicated fans, and it displays that screen 
a bit longer. And then it goes to the inducement phase. And there you don't have the TV, you, you don't have the de dedicated fans uh, and all that stuff that needs, you know, it's important to know because if I'm gonna uh, hire some extra babes or something, uh, I wanna know uh, if he got, uh, well, the roster, I want to know his info. Uh, and we can't get all that info straight away. And we don't uh, get how many team rerolls he has, yeah. the opponent. And all, all that stuff is important if you're going to play it, uh, well, in a tournament or whatever. And it's missing. So we can only view the team now. And that's great because earlier in beta 2, we couldn't. And uh, so it, it's going slowly forward. <laughs> we will see. How it ends yes but the, i mean the, okay so a nice screen but there's clearly information missing but, but i wouldn't have thought putting out a, a a link to watch look at the opponent's roster and your roster was that tricky so that that should be a solvable one okay so the front end i like um, and lots of positives some things missing some things that do need adjusting uh, and then we load into the game now no one can dislike the beautiful stadia surely it's a, it's a step forward from blood bowl 2 they look quite good now don't they the stadiums Step sideways. It just doesn't matter, does it? You know, okay. like it matters for trailers. It yeah. matters for selling the game, maybe to people who don't know what Blood Bowl is. But when you're playing it, the, you know the people have made, done a good job. The stadiums do look great. The pictures look great. Like you know the the chaos one, the chaos one when when it goes hot looks great, right? Objectively, yeah. just looking at the art is brilliant. The models look great. Everything looks great. But when you're playing it, you don't care if it looks great or not because you don't look at the stadium at all. You look at the sideline, which is a horrendous single-file line of 16. <laughs> Insanely bad. That's that's the only thing you care about when you're playing the game, is, mm -hmm. is the dugout. And it's terrible. So all of this stadium is just wasted effort, essentially, for people playing it. And the pitch, you just need to see where the squares are. And, you know, and that's it. Yes, I, I and the, to me, the grid doesn't come up quite strong enough on any of the pitches. It could be a little bit more inked. Um, is anyone a fan of the sideline? dug out for want of a better word no i think it's a step backwards from blood bowl 2 you, you guys talked about the inducements package that's also another step backwards from blood bowl 2 surely the point of this is that they should have taken what was in blood bowl 2 and enhanced it mm. not redesigned things just for the hell of it um i also feel as though the entire design team is also siloed so you've got the people who worked on the pitch had no idea who were the people who were working on the models and then they would put them over the top of each other we're now left in a mess. That's where I think they were at. Yes, I, I tend to agree that there were people doing this bit and people doing that bit, and, and perhaps the putting them all together, the person with the overview um, needed to be a bit firmer in trying that earlier and seeing if they worked together. Um, I, I mean, I think the models are beautiful. I think the pitches are beautiful. I still don't think they quite look right when they're put together somehow. But I do think it's better than it was. Um, Let's talk about graphics specifically. Who wants to come in on what we think is going right and wrong on graphics in the game? Because that's a, it's a big topic. We talked about some aspects of it and the blur and things. Um, the pieces feel spindly to me. I mean, they look very Games Workshop, but they don't feel as solid somehow as a piece feels. Is that, again, about the scaling, do we think? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I did know something. Uh, Skuro told me some things, you know, technically, because he's like, he's he's a photographer and stuff. And he did tell me some of the actual technical problems with the graphics, but uh, I can't remember. So, <laughs> so never mind. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've asked possible, him, he might get back to us before it ends. Possible issue with that, that, that weirdly is the similar thing to the argument, even though it sounds like a completely different topic, it's similar to the whole should we have to declare pass and handoff thing hmm. is is what works in tabletop how we consume things as human beings in real life real person and then watching a 3d game on a screen is actually very very different because just by the nature of being human right so um what works as physical games workshop models on a board when we're looking at them doesn't necessarily translate very very well onto a blood bowl pitch and 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 my example with the passing and the handing off is that um, on tabletop, anyone that's played tabletop will tell you that, well, for a start, as one of the rules suggested in the rules is that you, you allow people to take stuff back until there's been a dice roll. So if, if I move a guy a couple of squares and go, oh, sorry, I, I meant to make that my blitz, every opponent I've ever played would be like, yeah, no problem. You haven't done anything. Like, it's fine. You haven't done anything. The computer is 100% cold and unforgiving, right? <laughs> the amount of times in this beta, which is partly my fault and because i'm not used to it is, is that i've moved a player that i meant to declare pass <laughs> and then i can't make my pass is unbelievable and uh and and on tabletop again i'm used to 2020 i'm used to tabletop but that wouldn't happen you know I, I, and uh and unfortunately it, it will happen to everybody over and over again in in blood bowl 3 because it's it's a very different kettle of fish having a computer control stuff and viewing stuff on a 2d screen um that is originally direct, almost directly taken from a real-life 3D model and board. Uh, do you feel some of that is a crossover, though, of the Blood Bowl 2020 rules, where there is more declaring required? Or well, is it, hilariously, is it... hilariously, the declarations that matter that they've changed in Blood Bowl 2020 aren't in Blood Bowl 3, which is the declaration of the target of the Blitz. It's not implemented. So just not ridiculous. Yet. The, not yet, but it's still the only thing. It's still the only thing that's necessary, right? The rest of the declarations are because you're playing a board game with somebody and you're not only just move players around for no reason. And then like, what's going on? I've just rolled the dice, right? You say, I'm going to pass so that you know why you're rolling the dice that you roll. That's why you're declaring the actions in tabletop. And there's no need for that in, 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 a, in a game. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. I, I've always thought of the Blood Bowl computer games as that, as a computer game version of Blood Bowl. Um, and perhaps Blood Bowl 3, I mean, maybe it's contractual. Perhaps they're sticking a little too near the rules at times and trying to really put that board game experience onto the game, which at uh, times does feel just clunky, doesn't it? In our end, you seem to think this is time for it to come, though. I sensed you felt this was a solvable issue. No? Me? Or? Yes, you. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I thought, sorry. Uh, well, it is. Uh, you can solve it. If, if, you, if you get uh, feedback straight away, if you declare, uh, which we currently um, uh, are not getting, uh, if we declare by pressing two on the keyboard, there should be a flash above the the player straight away so we see it's indicating okay i declared a blitz action now mm. i need to declare uh, the target so uh, in that sequence you need to press or you can just do as you do in level two you just plot out your movements and blitz the guy that's fine 
but uh, in some rare cases you need to declare a target that is out of range uh, for um, savagery um, that should be possible as well and also declaring the pass action uh, i think they are aiming for uh, which is going to be much nicer in blood Bowl three than in blood Bowl two you can actually plot out the entire movement pick up the ball and pass straight away to a target so you don't have to move the player pick up the ball then move the player again and then measure to the player you want to pass to so you have a you have a sequence there that's going to be streamlined hopefully if yeah. they get there we will see um but uh i think it can work in bubble tree and uh i'm yeah i hope so with declaring how much of i mean there is some resistance to blood bowl three <laughs> i'm sensing from all of us let alone from other people i've talked to about it how much of that do we think is from the blood bowl 2020 rules which are quite different they are uh, at times asking different things from us no all shades of complete, completely unrelated to blood bowl three yeah like i think people have misgivings about various aspects of blood bowl 2020 rules but like that's fine right like no one's like up in arms about it like do you know what i mean sure Sure, lots of things or maybe maybe people aren't that happy about, but you know, no one really cares that much. Everyone's happy to be Blood Bowl three to be completely Blood Bowl twenty twenty, aren't they? You know, I think. Okay, well I'm gonna drop some good news in now, uh, because Cyanide dropped in one of my streams earlier and they uh, they showed me some nice things. So we've been talking a little bit about the graphics and one of the things that has been bugging me is I my eyes are not what they were. Um, and the white dice I sometimes find very hard to see what I've rolled on them. Um, particularly the block dice. And, uh, and Cyanide, uh, we had one of the, the developers in, and he was kind enough to share this image with me. Brilliant, that hasn't worked at all. <laughs> How's it's that? an improvement. Nope. <sighs> <laughs> this is the best screenshot I've seen of Blood Bowl 3. I hope this wins the Twitter competition. <laughs> So there we are. Those we are those will be shipping with uh, Blood Bowl three in game now as part of the chat. And again, we we didn't talk about he specifically didn't want to talk about uh, monetizing in Blood Bowl. Um, but what he did say is that this will be free. Um, he, he wouldn't tell me that all dice would be, and that it will be one of several sets of dice shipped free with the game. So it won't just be the white ones. We will have hopefully a choice of different block dice that we can select to use. He also released me these, which are the new status um, markers. So I'm not a fan of some of the indicators that we currently have on screen as to who is experiencing what, whether someone is stunned or whether they are KO'd or whether they are injured, I don't think is particularly clear. These look to me much, much better. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that they are the ones we expect them to be. So the bell is knocked out. Uh, the cross is injured, the uh, skull bones, I would imagine, is for someone that has died. Uh, I'm guessing the stars is for somebody stunned and the question mark for a bonehead or a stupid fail. Um, it could well be that it isn't that, but that is my guess. So once again, those are the new icons we can expect to be in the game, but weren't quite ready for the beta. And, uh, and those are the new block dice we should be looking at. Um, so... Um, that's all I have to say about those, is we've at least been shown those. That's that's good news, isn't it? That's that's a cheerful thing. 
those are going to improve the visual experience of playing the game, aren't they? They look really cool, and it's great to see them. And you know, the old dice were very bad, so it's it's really nice to see them. My only worry is that if you show me individual elements of the current beta, <laughs> I would say I'd say, oh, that looks great. You know, it's a great model of a dwarf. I actually quite like the models, but when it's all put together, you know, not so good. So they do look really great, you know, and it's, it really is good to see them. But yeah, we'll just withhold total judgment until we see them in game. Yeah. Yes, good day, Nick. Uh, yeah, asking they... if he can buy specific sets of dice without skulls on them. Um, I, I think not, good day, Nick. But you know, who knows? Perhaps if you offer them enough money. I do hear that most things are for sale in Blood Bowl, including some titles, even. So those are the new things we're going to be getting in terms of the visuals in the game. But let's let's move on to that from the graphics. When we look at the Blood Bowl three screen. Is it now something we can play Blood Bowl on? Because the Blood Bowl 2, I didn't feel was, for mainly the reasons Inarion's talked about, just how huge the wheel popped up, the amount of clutter, the amount of different things telling me stuff I didn't need to know on the screen all at the same time. This is certainly clearer, isn't it? But is it now a screen you can look at and play Blood Bowl with, assuming that it's not making you physically sick to look at with respect to Jimmy? Uh, Andy, did you feel the screen was better? Was it, was it allowing you in to play Blood Bowl? It is, but every time I've gone to, to talk about it in my stream, the stream haven't particularly said, oh, can you go and play it? Uh, it's not. I haven't I haven't streamed this beta or the last one, um, and I don't particularly want to. I'm not excited to play it. I don't want to play it. I want them to fix it, and then I'll get excited about it. Okay. Um, Elliot, how are you finding the screen? I mean, famously, when playing Fumble, you've moved things around so that when you stream it, it, it looks as you want to look. Um, yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it looks to my chat how you know how hopefully they want it to look. I'm completely fine playing Fumble, you know, on on Fumble's client. You know, a lot of the people you know seem sure. to not be particularly a fan of the retro graphics and stuff. But I think they're great. Um, so yeah, what about Blood Bowl Three? You can customize that to your your heart's content. Is it is it better? Does it look nice on the screen in front of your eyes? Um, n no. It, yeah, yes and no. Yes, it's better. No, it doesn't look nice. Um, yeah, I I like the technical ability to describe it. You know, ultimately, but. There's something there that doesn't look great. I, I actually, um, I booted a Blood Bowl 1 <laughs> a couple of days ago, which I haven't played in absolutely ages. And I was I was looking at the the um, making actions with your players in Blood Bowl 1. But what I actually noticed was that while the graphics are horrible, it's, you can, you can tell the players apart from the pitch very easily. And it's kind of, you know, kind of easier to see, um, to see the state of the pitch than it is in Blood Bowl 3 even. There's something there, I don't know what it is, you know, a few theories going around, but... There's something there that just doesn't quite work for me overall, and there's something about the look that's that's really off and makes it difficult. You know, it's playable. You know, for sure, I played loads of games. You can play games with it, but I'm not enthusiastic about doing it. There is, I mean, there's things I like about it. Uh, let's see, let's bring Rick in. How do you how do you look at the screen in front of you for Blood Bowl Three? Is it is it looking better to you? The information is clearer. And it made it playable to me compared... To, I, I really didn't find the second beta playable. So I, I've been able to play it and enjoy some Blood Bowl 2020 rules as far as information's concerned. Um, my, my stream chat have kind of split into three categories. I sadly was in category one. I am suffering with nausea or some people were saying headaches. Uh, and I'll go back. I'll loop back around to that in a moment. Uh, category two was um, I don't get nausea or headaches, but there's something... All the screens kind of blending together. And I, I don't like how it looks, and I wouldn't want to play it because it doesn't look like it's fitting correctly, except on the cutscenes and when you zoom in. But you, you have to zoom in so much that it's unplayable because you, you need, obviously, a zoomed-out view to see what's going on in Blood Bowl. Mm. And then the third category, the most optimistic category, which still isn't 
absolutely wonderful, was saying to me, I feel like I could play this game. I don't want to watch anybody stream it. It isn't fun to watch, but I can get the information from it for myself to play. So I'll play it myself, but I'm not going to be watching any streams uh, of it, um, which, which is a bit of a shame. So my piece today, really, on, on looping back around to the nausea and the headaches is that I, I've only really ever had nausea and headaches from two things as far as technology is concerned. Now, what, one is VR games and one is I, I'll do the second one first, because the second is I used to like adjust the settings on my very old analog television. And if I turn the contrast up too high, I got really bad nausea. So I want I want a contrast and a gamma bar to adjust uh, in the options is is thing number one. Thing number two, I had to look up. So I was like, well, what, what is it that causes nausea or headaches in VR games? And um, first of all, apparently it affects primarily 25% of people to the degree of nausea or headaches. Um, and um, and what, it is, what they advise game makers to do is to reduce the sharpness of a lot of the features in the game, like, let's say, the pitch, which is incredibly detailed and mm. sharp, um, and to increase the frame rate. So reduce the sharpness and increase the frame rate. So whilst I don't know much about technology at all, that's my research, and that would be my shout-out today if, if, if Cyanide are listening, is to try that. Give us a, reduce the contrast for us, get rid of those pure whites, and reduce the red, and reduce the contrast, and, and please, please, if you could, reduce the sharpness and increase the, the frame rate. That's what I've, I've found out is supposed to help with those things. Interesting. And do you think that's across, I mean, even the players, or is it mainly just the pitches so that the background is, is less sharp? I think the contrast, it's okay to have the players sharp because you're supposed to focus on that. So yeah. I'm getting the same problem as Jim, right? My eyes want to focus everywhere and often on the wrong thing. So I'm, I'm trying to look at the players and focus on those. And my, my eyes just want to go, oh, that pitch is like in the foreground and what I should be looking at. Like it's having a weird effect on where my brain wants to look. So, so I think it's okay let's try keeping the players sharp because that's what i should be looking at but let's let's reduce the sharpness in particular on the maybe a bit on the players when it's zoomed out it shouldn't be quite sharp but particularly on what should be background okay um Inari, let's bring you in on this how are you feeling about it agree uh, with rick here um, and also uh, i think they need to solve the mechanics in the game uh i'm i'm, I'm going back to the wheel again mm -hmm. uh, i don't like it uh, well that was what i had up next so we can take us into the user interface i'm fine with that that's my <laughs> next topic let's go there okay so uh i'm i'm, I'm not fine with the wheel uh, i think it's in the way uh, from the tactical overview of the game and also it takes away attention from 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 the pieces and the tackle zones and all that stuff that is important and you you get the wheel sure they made it smaller but it's still there and it's it's really hard to to see if you should uh, wh where to click if you want to stay put and follow and stuff like that so they need to fine tune it uh, in a way so they scale back that uh, intrusive uh, ue um, uh, ui elements that take away your attention I mean, I suppose yeah. I came from a place where, I mean, I, I see exactly the same as you. The wheels got a lot smaller. It, it's partly transparent. Yeah. It yeah. now does appear over the player I'm taking a decision for on the opponent's yeah. turn. So I can tell who I'm deciding things about, which is good. And as someone pointed out, I, I forget who it was, so I changed the setting and it, it, it was what was wrong before. It used to be that if you just moved your mouse down, you selected the bottom half of the wheel. And if you moved your mouse up, you selected the top half of the wheel. Now you have to directly click on something on the wheel. 
And that's made me a lot more certain about what I'm actually choosing to do. So I'm not wasting rerolls by actually clicking, you know, whilst my mouse just happens to be moving down a micro fraction. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. But there were other times where, you know, using the brawler skill, the brawler to use it is always on the same place on the wheel when there's two dice. And if it's the other dice, I, I, sometimes I want to click under that one to re-roll it. Yeah. But uh, the, the brawler is actually somewhere else on the wheel. I think the brawler uh, icon or um, ability should be um, underneath the uh, both down uh, block dice. Uh, yeah, so, so you're re-clicking that dice to re-roll yeah, it. That would exactly. make sense to and, me. And, and the game shouldn't re-roll all the dice as, as it does now. It should just re-roll the both down dice. Oh, and I thought I thought it did. No, it, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, well, uh, um, it might do that if you, um, if you use the brawler skill but if you are viewing as the opponent right the opponent does it it re-rolls all the dice it, certainly from like, i mean because i was blackhawking earlier today and i'm pretty certain yeah. that brawling was only re-rolling one dice to me so perhaps, yeah. as you say it's a visual thing from the other end yeah exactly so mm. um uh, i think they need to um uh, focus on the mechanics of the game so it, it to make it easier to play and see uh, I, the tactical I, overview. I got into the groove of it, as Elliot said, with it all spinning around with my elves dancing all over the pitch, and that felt quite cool. But when a team's blocking more, I found I was having to do, you know, setting things up and moving things around with my mouse, and then with my, uh, and then with my left hand also controlling the camera to move the pitch around when I needed to, with my thumb having to use the space bar to confirm actions. And then back to my right hand to find the wheel where it had popped up on the screen and click something on the wheel. And it just felt like I was controlling it in three ways at once, which felt quite a lot of ways for me to need to be controlling something. Does that does that make sense? Elliot, are you, are you finding similar? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of my one of my big problems with it is the is the is the control system, both in terms of um, the input I give to the game and and the output that the game sort of gives back to me, and I I can't say too much about the latter. Only that, you know, there's something about the sound or the visuals that just isn't giving me the impression that my sort of my actions have consequences. Like, okay, I do see some hap things happening. You know, the goblin you know runs around when I click him to go places, but I'm not getting those little cues that games have that you know indicate that I've just made a click or made a decision or something. So it it, it feels a bit sort of floaty to play i guess mm. and then the the first uh, the first point the control system i found really you know really poor that you have to do either so many clicks or that you have to use uh, the space bar as well and i i actually did some 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 bit of research is my my basically only contribution uh to to this and um so in in Blood Bowl three, you move a player. So you left click to select the player, right? And then you left click. Sorry, you left click to select the player, and then you left click to select a tile to move the player to, and double left click again to move the player there, or press space bar. So this double left click, which you have to do for you know a load of different actions, or the space bar use, is this sort of action confirmation, mm. uh, you know, click, you know, or key press. And so, it, but so what it means though is that to move a player, you have to click three times, which is pretty excessive and gets in the way of this nice, smooth feeling that they're going for, and that is there to some extent throughout the game. And I, I just checked some other games, all the all the tile-based, turn-based games I have on my Steam, basically, to, to have a check. 
Blood Bowl 2 is well, yeah, Blood Bowl 2 is, is two left clicks, right, to move to a square. Blood Bowl 1 is two right clicks. Uh, Battle Brothers, again, two left clicks to move to a square. XCOM, just a single right click. And a couple of um, a couple of Warhammer games, a couple of tile-based Warhammer games, uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Stormground and Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sector, both just a single right click once you've selected your player to move them to a square. So the fact that you have to do three left clicks, three clicks with Blood Bowl 3, or alternate between the mouse and the keyboard, which I found really, really awkward and, and you know, not helping with the flow of the game, I think is, is poor. And if the action confirmation process is there to try and remove the incidence of, you know, misclicks and this kind of thing, I'm not sure it's really fit for purpose because all this extra clicking and extra and swapping between mouse and keyboard for me makes it more likely that I'm going to sort of accidentally click something or accidentally press the, the you know the, the keyboard line not meaning to yeah I, I know what you mean i certainly had that feeling that i felt more confused by all the things i was trying to do at once but i did misclick a lot less than i did in blood bowl 2 but i mean fair i i found the opposite to be honest i, okay. I do misclick a fair amount in blood bowl 2 but not a not a not a tone i like to think i mean i mean did you though pc did you track how many how many misclicks no. per game you no, made no of course i didn't so there you, you know me in the spreadsheet you just I, felt like it you yes, just I felt, felt like it, it. I, I think you that, know, and the thing is sorry sorry someone just yeah, said that new players will make less less misclicks will they though really right because it just becomes automatic don't it? If, if you've got to press space after every time you just start pressing space every time if you've yeah. got to triple click you triple click whatever you start doing you're just going to do it automatically no one actually looks at all these are you sure things you just do it don't you do you know what i mean when you get used to things so yes i mean I I was just in passing i didn't want to miss a nice point from randy Tanner yeah. that he found finding things on the wheel particularly playing nobility and trying to find fend on it um, quite difficult to do that on some screens and some backgrounds it really disappears so certainly in terms of the user interface, it's not it's not there, is it? It's not. Is anyone feeling it really was useful and good? The it, wheel is broken. I think uh, it shouldn't be in the game. But That's I mean, what, I mean, there, there are still some things we're going to need to select. So how are we going to do that if yeah. it's not on a wheel? I've... It should be tied to the character, the the skills, um, and you can do it in so many different ways other than a frigging wheel sorry uh, but uh i don't i don't like the wheel it, it takes uh, up too much space on the screen and even though they reduced it a lot um i think they should try something else just to see if it feels right you know because it doesn't feel right with the wheel and i have played a lot of hours uh, during this beta and yeah i i'm still having a hard time getting used to it so that's my take on it. Yes, I mean, perhaps Hellboy well, has got a point. He's accusing me of, you know, all of my wins have been down to the fact that I focus on things if I'm new at them. And once I get any good at them, I take them casually. And perhaps it is that, you know, with Blood Bowl 3, it's new. So I am focusing more on how I get things done, which is where I was finding this. <coughs> because I do think it is slightly more playable, I put more effort into trying to play it, perhaps. And that, that maybe was rewarded in less misclicks. Um, the user interface, who else wants to talk about this wheel and, and the clicking on what, what we're liking and not liking there? Because it's definitely got clearer, hasn't it, and easier, but it's not feeling quite right still. If I can jump in there, sure. I feel as though the, the wheel consequence is, is still not good, as Anarian said and others people are agreeing with. You need to lay Blood Bowl 2 and Blood Bowl 3 side by side next to one another and go and look at all the design choices. So every time you want to use a reroll, anytime you want to use a skill, um, in Blood Bowl 2, it quite clearly pops up and says, 
Blaskill is about to activate, do you want to do X or Y? And it's a really simple yes, no choice. Um, sometimes it lays them out in the wrong way. So think about hitting a blodge stand firm player. Um, at the moment it says, do you want to stand firm? Then it says, do you want to use dodge? Then it'll say to your opponent, do you want to use tackle? That's actually ordered quite right. But at least you get one, then the next, then the next. If that same interaction happened in Blood Bowl 3, I can't imagine the car crash that the wheel is. Yeah, Gautier, you're in the channel. Please, can you take the wheel out and just put back in Blood Bowl 2 as it was? It worked fine. You didn't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, just put it back as it was. Thank you. Okay. I mean, it's definitely it's a design choice, isn't it? But I don't think it's what any of us are particularly celebrating or thinking is a is a positive to the game. But I, I, I suspect it is staying. At least it is a lot more usable than it was. I think that's that's a definite thing. It's a definite improvement. Um, I doubt we're going to get Gautier commenting in my chat this evening, even if he's there live. Um, but it's 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 very flattering that they've come to listen to what we we grumbling old men want to say about the game. They are trying to eventually sell to us. Um, Rick? My my small addition on the wheel is that it, the lose-lose with that, sadly, is that in Beta 2, it was too big and oppressive, so it was covering up too much of the screen and we couldn't see what was going on. Yeah. And in, in Beta 3, I can't see it enough and I can't see what's going on. And I don't think there's a happy medium, which is a shame. Um, if you've got a box that just gives you a yes-no option, that's fine. It doesn't take up too much of the screen. It's clear where it is. It's very clear what it's asking you to do. But, but a wheel is just the wrong shape. <laughs> it's just the wrong shape. And, and, and so that doesn't work uh, for, for that reason. So there was loads of times that I, I was like, I, I missed options that were on the wheel and I didn't take them like Brawler, for example, because it, it, it had popped up in some weird spot over some piece. And I was trying to follow where the reel was going around. And I couldn't really see it. I mean, there is still quite a lot of visual clutter, isn't there, which can get in the way of the wheel with players and blood splatters and, and various other impacts and effects. Um, I mean, I, I agree. I'm not a fan of the wheel, but I, I, I wish we could lose it, but I suspect we never will. In terms of readability of the game, I'm really struggling to understand when re-rolls have been used. Is anyone else feeling that? It's yeah. something I know we're not going to go back to the, the old you know, time rewinds that we had on Blood Bowl 2 because of the constantly moving time. I don't see how that could work. But that meant I absolutely knew when I'd used a re-roll, when they'd used a re-roll, it was a really clear thing. Um, I, I just, at the times I now just, I can't tell. I have to go to the log and go, oh, they re-rolled that. That's how that happened then. So is anyone else finding there's things that they're really not getting the, the feedback on they want from the game? Yep. Yeah, same here. I think uh, what they are aiming for, though, is uh, that we actually see the dice being re-rolled uh, on, on the screen. I mean, right. in 3D. In 3D, so... Uh, but there could be some more indication that the opponent is using a reroll or that we are using a reroll. Uh, some sound effect, maybe, or uh, some some uh, some text or whatever. Just a little flashy thing, maybe. But, I mean, uh, it, it bugs me as much as the you know, the ordering of the dice that Andy was talking about yeah. earlier in terms of just. The information just doesn't seem to be coming to me as I want nope. it to at times. And it's in, in the wrong order uh, a lot of times. Uh, at the at the moment, it is like that. So I think they will fix it. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Um, it's all part of game development. So, But this beta is actually the beta we should have had from the first time, you know. Uh, yes. Because, yeah. 
Yes, I'm just looking at uh, Kafis' question. Uh, do any of us play Blood Bowl 2 on console? Uh, he feels that the wheel is is a much more modern design and might be based at for console users, not us old PC users. Uh, and it might make the design decision comprehensible. I I have always said, um, Kathy, that I feel Kathy's that I feel the the wheel is about marketing it to the Twitch and to the you know those those more console based ways of of selling this game. Um, but I had assumed we might get a different interface for us to use on PC, and that at the moment doesn't seem to have happened. Um, people should stop trying to troll the cyanide people. If they are in the street, they are never going to respond in a, an environment like this. They'll have a think about it and put out a, you know, a response to anything they want to. I doubt we're going to get them talking. Please leave them alone. Um, is there other things that we're struggling to get the information we need from the game? I've quite enjoyed when I'm offering blocks. I'm not sure the colouring is right, but the little green symbol showing me where assists are coming from, I found that reasonably usable. Yeah, very um, good. Very good for new players. And when I'm picking a, you know, as I said, if I'm picking, am I using a skill on an opponent's turn? I now can tell who I'm picking it for. I think that's great. But there just seems to be some other things that are missing. I mean, when I'm choosing which square to push someone back to, I, I, I'm, I'm not very confident when I'm clicking that I'm clicking something that's going to have an impact. Because when I mouse over things, there's no highlight to show me, oh, you're about to click this. So in a way that the game seems to really hold my hand at times in terms of, you know, the space bar to confirm everything. In other things, there doesn't feel to be much confirmation that I'm doing things. Uh, am I alone? I'm looking at some very confused faces. <laughs> no, no. Like when you select actions, like a blitz, it, it should have like a sound effect and a thing and you, yeah. you've got no idea what's going on. We did have that in Blood Bowl 1, by the way, uh, Jimmy. Uh, mm. When we clicked on the flash um, yeah. in, the, in the bar uh, at the side, we had a distinctive sound that, you know, the flash sound, and we saw the flash on on top of the player. So we know we had activated the blitz action. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's completely missing from Blood Bowl 3. Yeah. And it yeah, should be the same. the same with the pass action if you, you... A sound effect and the icon above the player. Yeah. That, that's yeah. not too hard to make. No. Injuries are horrendous. Yes. Injuries in the apothecary. Absolutely horrendous. What the hell is seriously hurt? Like, I've got no clue. Do you know there what I mean? Do, the... do you know what seriously hurt is? Those are, actually, I do because those are the words that are used in the actual rule book. But it's only because yeah. I recently played some tabletop that I had a look Wh over. Which one is seriously hurt then? Uh, seriously hurt is a miss next game. Right. And what's what's a serious, is seriously injury, is that the one that. That's going to be the one hurt. that will be a permanent. Nick. Nick. A niggle. No, that's yeah, niggle MNG. No. Yes, niggle. Lasting in your it's not the permanent stat boss. Is that something else again? Lasting in your are they are they like a broken arm or whatever? <laughs> yes, broken necks and broken arms. Right, ridiculous. So that, that's that's terrible anyway. Like especially for a new player, like what? How do I know what serious hurt? So the like, the impact. Better. If you're going to give it its its proper name, fine. But the impact of what it is needs to be visible too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's, it's about and hilariously. <laughs> hilariously, Artemis was playing with a death roller, right? And uh, at half time, the death roller got sent off, and he had a bribe. So it shows him an empty field, and it says, "Do you want to use your bribe?" And 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 the time's running out, and he's looking at a blank field, and he's got no idea, and he's clicking all around the screen, and he can't do anything. And eventually, he has to move the camera over to see the sideline, and then there's a wheel on the death roller that says, "Use the bribe." Ah, uh, so okay. Very, very, very bad. <laughs> so that's a time where the camera should have pulled over and sent it on yeah. the death roller yeah. and on the wheel, but it hadn't yeah. done. He had to go find it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's same, uh, definite uh, bug. Yeah. 
uh, uh, I think yeah, it's the same when you surf a player and he gets hurt. Uh, the the surf player should uh, be on the sideline when you use the apple. But uh, in this version, he is teleported to the d dugout, and uh, you have to move the camera over to the dugout to use the apple. I... And also concerning the apple, there's no tooltip uh, uh, at the moment uh, for the, uh, you know, the stat bust or seriously hurt and stuff like that. So that's missing in, in this version. I, I refuse to call it a dugout. I don't like the line. I, I just, <laughs> I don't, I want, I want to be able to look and see which are my reserves, which are my KOs, which are my injured. I, I, I don't want to have to go through yeah. them individually to, to tell. And Blood Bowl 2 didn't do a dugout particularly well, but at least it was a dugout. You could sort of tell at a glance who everyone was and what they were doing. And this time I can't. That feels like a, a step backwards. And on, on pitches that look lovely, I and the grounds look lovely, and there's all these little stands and things. You're telling me they couldn't find space for a, a sort of dugout shape? And they, they absolutely could have done, but they've chosen yeah. not to. And I suspect that will not change either. Oh dear, um, this is a lot more negative and sad than I wanted it to be. Um, I, I do I think there's been some good things. Is... Come on then, Rick, cheer us all yeah, up. Yeah, and I, I think it's one that everyone will agree with, and, and hopefully it shows that we at least try and give credit where credit's due, and, and, and also don't just, like, want everything to be Blood Bowl 2, because that's what we're used to. Massive improvement to the, the passing zone graphics. Wonderful. Yeah. Like, brilliant idea. So much clearer than Blood Bowl 2. Blood Bowl 2 is a nightmare. I see fairly experienced players still not understanding in Blood Bowl 2 that the little dots around the player will change color if you path it out. And so they're pathing out and trying and canceling and pathing out and trying. This has these wonderful different colored boxes on every single, square, uh, yeah. every single square that you can pass to very clearly being like, this is where you can quick pass, this is where you can short pass. It is phenomenal. I wouldn't have thought of it. Clearly, it hadn't been thought of before because it hasn't been implemented before. It is brilliant, and I want to say a massive credit to Cyanide. It, it actually reminds me of the passing cheat sheets you get on tabletop that people are referring to when they look at passes, and I think that is nicely implemented. Um, great. I mean, I also really like the um, some of the interactions at the start of kickoffs in terms of selecting your players that are going to blitz and then blitzing with them, selecting the players that are going to move for the perfect defence or whatever it's now called. Not perfect defence because you can't move through that you used to be able to. Solid defense. Um, solid defense. Thank you, Jimmy. See, he does know the rules. He wasn't lying. <laughs> Never played the game, but does know the rules. Um, <laughs> and I, I quite like the way they've done those interactions. There are some real positives. Um, but it's still... And, and I, I mean, does anyone else agree with me that it does feel... Sort of the engine running it underneath feels smoother? Yes, indeed. Good. So there are some positives in, in terms of its, its technical performance, its how it looks... I mean, I think the, the screen that I didn't say one of my piece about it, the screen when you look at it is a lot clearer, a lot cleaner. Some of the information they feel they're giving us is in smaller boxes now. It feels more it feels more appropriately sized to a PC screen. Does that make sense? Rather than the sort of the jumble of information you get on maybe a handheld phone or device. Well, they... only to an extent PC, sorry what you're saying about there, because there's this whole thing with V-Sync and like good, good graphics cards. Right. Because um, Artemis has like a ridiculous computer. And he V-Sync is off by default, and that just like gives you unlimited frame rate and stuff. So it was just it was just using like a hundred percent of his graphics card. Right. <laughs> it was it was horrendous, and he couldn't stream it, and it was an absolute disaster. So it isn't um, optimized very well, which 
No, we yeah, know from yeah, Blood Bowl two can be a thing. It, it, yeah, they got to sort that out, and then also ultra wide screens. It's it's a bit of a mess with that as well. So there you go. Okay. Um, Purple chest. Can we also just just talk about things they can. need to put into the game? So yeah, that's what those wanna... are things they need to fix. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to bring that in anyway. What uh, that was my next thing is is how is it playing Blood Bowl 2020? Is there things that are missing? Are there big bugs? Big things that we think, my God, why isn't this here? What what is on the list of to do still that isn't just problems? So yeah, it's pretty much exactly what you wanted to say, I think. Uh, okay. And let's start so, with Davos. It seems he has things there he wants to start us with. Uh, all right. So think about the, I, I think about this game that we all here collectively have been streaming for the best part of the last five or six years. Um, I think that's built around private leagues and the uh, public matchmaking seven week cycles. Um, without those two things, this t this game would be dead one of the most important things within the public matchmaking cycle, Jimmy, that was in your stream a couple of days ago, was about cable vision. If they don't put cable vision into the game, then streaming um, replays of things is going to be, well, it's non-existent, you'll kill it off. So we need a public matchmaking system. We need uh, a replay view system, both of which are currently not in the game. And I also think that we need some way of making the public matchmaking system in the same format that we've got Blood Bowl 2 now, but that leads into the question mark over needing the redraft facility in, because otherwise, God help us when it comes to balancing. It's not a question mark, Andy, to me. It, it just can't be. This this rule set doesn't function without redrafts. It gives you too much money. There's too little attrition. Teams will grow and grow and grow, even if they put expensive mistakes in. We've seen it on Fumble. If there's no redrafting mechanism, Within 15 games, you can have a, an 1,800 team. And under this rule set, that's equivalent of about 2,100 on Blood Bowl 2 because you don't pay for things like you know team uh, fan factor. Um, it, it's We're just going to get an explosion of enormous teams, all of which can be designed with whatever skills you want because there's no randomness in rolling the skills. It's going to be insane, and it's not going to be a competitive environment. It just, it just I don't think, can work without the, the redraft. Um, what else is missing? Is it is it just those bolt-ons on the top? They've got to put redraft in. That that has got to be in from day one. Well, I mean, is a competitive online environment really that big a feature of, of a game as it sells? It's not going to have all the races. Mm. So are people really going to want to play competitively online against other people? I mean, they did in the beta, so I'm asking the wrong question, aren't I? Blood Bowl 2's lifespan has been amazing. Like, the fact that we're all still this passionate and, so, like, the community's still growing. We're getting more people into Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable after seven years. Um, and, and, you know, credit to, to Cyanide for, for the game they gave us there. And, and uh, yeah, that, that's that's partly why. But it's also the competition that they, they came up with and the the, uh, the admins at the time came up with. Uh, you know, people criticize CCL and other public uh, competitions and spin open competitions because it's impossible to do it perfectly. But it's the fact that it's functioned as well as it has for as long as it has, has people as passionate about it as it has, you know, yeah, it's hugely important. It, it will break or break whether this game is a six-month flash in the pan, if that. Look, look at the, uh, oh, what was that other Games Workshop game? I'm, I'm absolutely mentally blanking. They, they brought out Nick another Ronda. remake of a game um, recently okay. that, that lasted a few uh, weeks Days. and then was gone. Yeah. Uh, and and or you've got Blood Bowl two that's lasted seven years and still sells uh, today when it's you know when it's on offer people are still picking that up and coming into streams and being yeah. like hey I've just picked this up I'm new 
you know, where, where do I go to play, you know, and, and yeah, that is absolutely, yeah, a, a testament. I mean, I, I, I have a vision of the future where Blood Bowl 3 has, let's say you're going to call a season at what, eight, a qualifying period, eight weeks. And within that eight weeks, you say, we will take the best 64 season runs. And a season is counted as 15 games. At the end of 15 games, you redraft. And then no team ever has to die. Teams can just continuously redraft. Um, a team that you run in season one, would the time period one, would still be you know fine in time period four if you don't play in between. You just anyone that puts a you know a good fifteen game run together qualifies, and at the end of that time period, you invite the sixty four with some racial mix ups into you know a chalice type competition, and you declare the next time period open. I mean. But it does need redrafts, doesn't it? Or else you're going to make a new team and have eight weeks to spend three weeks rolling some random skills until you get lucky. And then the remaining six weeks building it to whatever size you choose, which will be very large. Don't I don't think people will have the time or the inclination to do that, to be honest. Even Crucifer didn't play like that much. And he said he wouldn't be he wouldn't be taking randoms on chaffs if he played it. He said, <laughs> so you know if if Cruz isn't that dedicated, then I doubt anyone it would be. And I I think just doing it seven weeks and restart would be fine. Honestly, it's pick your poison. You know, people are saying about the redrafting. If you do redrafting, then we'll guess what you're having seven hundred TV. Well, not seven hundred, eight hundred TV dwarfs, seven eight five dwarfs, right? With like a million skills on them. Great, that's that's fun, isn't it? That that's a totally balanced format. <laughs> so yeah, you know, dwarves with five hundred TV of skill. Well, not really, three hundred TV of skills easily, like just easily. That's going to be horrendous. So there we are. We've got two of us passionate yeah. about the redraft. Jimmy very firmly against. Well, not firmly against. It's just it ain't happening. Yeah, okay. You know I, mean? it, well, it I think we're aware it's not likely to be in a release, but but Jim sees a future without it. Elliot, Rick, and Ari, let's bring you in on this. What, what's missing from the game right now that you think should be there? Or, or do you think it's it's just the, the basics that we talked about? Um, I mean, to sort of continue on the same theme, uh, like the meta competition is unbelievably important. Given given the problems with the like the fundamental in-game engine right now, I, I kind of struggle to see us getting like a you know a strong uh, meta competition like CCL. Now I'm a big fan of CCL, like Rick says, there are complaints about it for sure. I think it's interesting note as well. Blood Bowl Two didn't have CCL on on release, right? That was a, an interruption down the line. Like bare minimum, what we need is some kind of like leaderboard or something, right? Right now, you can't even you, you your team is given a rank. It says like you're the five hundredth team on ladder or whatever, but you can't actually see the ladder. You know, there's no um, tracking of your team's stats. It doesn't tell you your wins and losses and draws. So. Even if there's not a fully fledged competition, we definitely need something where we can compare our teams to other people's teams and see how they're doing. You know, like bare, bare minimum. Uh, in terms of redraft, I I don't know. Like I'm not massively wedded to redraft. You know, I I think I think a, you know, an uncapped meta could be surprising, particularly with the overwhelming strength of inducements. Right. Uh, I think mm. you know um, going big. Um, okay, for some teams more more powerful than others, but uh, yeah, I certainly think it's, you know smaller teams with some you know <laughs> with taking some of the the crazy inducements um, you know could could be strong as well. But that's so. particularly if stars get their special abilities and their, I mean they're presumably they're going to have their availability and their price. So that's two of the three killer USPs they've got right now. And their mighty blow plus two on their dirty player plus two, mm. which is uh, <laughs> probably bigger than the special abilities. I think. Uh, Rick, how are you feeling? Yeah, so, okay, so I'll address two points. One is redraft, um, and, and I, I'm not married to it either, at least in a CCL format. It might become yeah. an issue with Rebel and OCC, right, that are 
actually permanent. But um, f firstly, teams get big off money, but only to a certain degree. You can buy some rerolls, you can buy all the players you want, but you can't buy skills. Skills take longer to develop. So a seven-week cycle, and also, yes, we've lost Clawpom to a degree, but we've, we've got Fouling is now a lot stronger. So, so players are going to die. Um, and, and so in, in a CCL format style, I, I, I'm not too worried whether we get redraft or not. That, so that, that's, that's my opinion on, on that. Uh, I do think it'd be great to have it as an option for other leagues. Um, but what I do want to give Cyanide a heads up on, which and this isn't their fault at all. I've got complete sympathy with them. When they were making Blood Bowl 1 and 2, they had the end of a rule set that was very polished and very refined. And so they just had to build the game and go. What they've got now is maybe what could become the best rule set we've ever had, but it's a rough diamond. Yeah. Um, and they've got to be prepared if they want this game to stay relevant at all after three months of release to, to patch it and patch it and patch it because Games Workshop are going to change stuff. We're already seeing that certain star players were horribly undercosted and breaking the game on all levels on tabletop and they've had to recost them. Uh, and that's going to happen again. We've got whole litanies of frequently asked questions that are having to rebalance the game. And, and new stuff's going to be released, which is going to be incredibly important to players to, to care about, like new teams and new rules for teams and new Spike magazines. Uh, they, have to, they have to stick with those for this game to be relevant over any length of time whatsoever. Hand um, on your heart, Rick. Wanna... Um, uh, first of all, there's one thing you just said in chat that I'm not giving uh, Damo a chance to talk on this. I felt he kicked us off with what needs to be in this, but I will cycle back to him and, and let him have the final word as well. Hand on heart, Rick, do you believe that Blood Bowl 3 is going to have the new Norse in them? Um, considering they've put incredible work into the legendary editions quite a long way down the line of Blood Bowl 1 and Blood Bowl 2, yes, I could see them uh, putting in all the new teams at that point that they release Legendary Edition, which would obviously include the new Norse. I, I couldn't see it in the near future, and, and that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. I mean, one of the extraordinary things, I think, about Blood Bowl 2 is how well it's done, considering it was released, and then within about three or four months, Blood Bowl completely changed, and a whole new rule set was released. And it was instantly out of date. And no one minded it. It's grown and grown and kept, as you said, kept its its user base and is still adding people. You know, today I, I met someone a few days ago that was brand new to Blood Bowl 2. So I really hope Blood Bowl 3 has that forwards ability to absorb because there are more changes coming. I think we're, we're fairly confident we might see something to do with Amazons. Vampires clearly need a rework. It wouldn't amaze me if that got dealt with at some point. So I would love to think that Blood Bowl 3 is going to end up with the, the new versions of the teams of Legend. And perhaps even anything that is added new, able to be added into Blood Bowl 3. Um, and that it isn't just stuck in a, a, the swamp of where it was when they made it, and it never moves forward from there. Because there's already, as you said, been changes in star prices and things. And I, if they don't make it into the game, I think that's going to be a huge worry for me. Um, Inaria, what are, you, what are you thinking is needed on top of the game that isn't there right now? I don't. I, I'm I'm stuck at the mechanics. If they don't get that right, uh, it's not going to be enjoyable. So, so we just need to take. get it playing a good game of Blood Bowl, a game of Blood Bowl yeah. that's enjoyable to play. The game flow, the the feedback needs to be right, uh, so you can read the game. And also, what seems to be lacking is audio feedback, uh, yeah. animation feedback for. Uh, tackling if you dodge out from a piece and stuff like that it's it's just uh, the basic stuff that we uh, have uh, experienced in the previous games there that, <coughs> that is you know it's 
Yes, I'm not there yet. It made me very sad today. I thought of Andy Davo. I um, I played Igralius in the Chalice a couple of days ago, and there was a similar situation where he had to dash a skink through multiple tackle zones with tackle. Uh, and I was very lucky. On about the second one, he failed, and um, and I was able to recover the ball. But I remember in a Chalice game, I think it was the last Chalice, uh, the same opponent, Igralius, had a skink about nine, ten spaces away from the end zone that had to dodge through the entire of Andy's team. And it felt like a time circled around players and dodged again just for the hell of it. And he programmed the whole thing in, and it was an extraordinary number of dice. And you saw the skink run all the way there and score, and Andy lost. I hate to bring it up, Andy, but there's a point where I'm doing it. I say hate to bring it up. Obviously, I'm loving it. But there is a point to why I'm telling the story. And as you watched that skink run down the pitch, you saw every player that didn't manage to tackle him make a little move as if he was trying to tackle him, and it failed. And you could you could see this this tale of woe as you watched Andy's face fall. In Blood Bowl 3, when my goblin ran through half a team, it was like they were statues. And I, I genuinely, because I'd turned the dice off, yeah. I had to look at the log to see, did he use dodge on the way at any point or anything? And if the dice are on, you do see all the little dice as he does it, after he's successfully done it or after he's failed it, but they do see them. But there's no, the other players, it's like he's completely invisible at that. I just want that level of visual feedback to what's happening. Um, I would also like stunned players to be face down, but I've been reliably informed that's never happening. Yeah. And I sense with all the you know, the models built, it's probably too late for me to get my, my failed dodge animation, isn't it? Never know. But I think it, 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 that's what you're talking about as well, isn't it? Just to, the, the game giving you the information yeah. visually you want without necessarily having a thousand dice everywhere doing that. Now, Andy, um, Raven did tell me off for not giving you enough time or focus or love or something. So other than my humiliating tale of, of being able to tell you were failing as it happened, um, what else do you think needs to be put onto the game? Well, I, I think Anarin's absolutely right. Before we go and think about what we would like next, let's get this bit right. Because I don't think any of the six of us here will be streaming this game yeah. in six yeah. months' time if they don't put that right. I, I, let's not be beating about the bush. They've got to put this right, otherwise... This game's done. Yes, I mean, I, I I dropped, I dropped the usual adverts I do on various discords. Uh, interestingly, I was banned from one discord for dropping too many adverts at the same time. So, apologies to the owners of that discord. I will attempt not to spam your discord with adverts for your product again in the future. Um, they were very very nice about it. It was a bot that had banned me, not a human. And the minute a human found out, they they let me back in the Blood Bowl three discord. So, I was amused, not upset, and we move on. But I do drop the adverts out and I try and garner what people have said and if there's any questions on them. Uh, and one of the questions, as well as talking about, you know, how incredibly lucky I am that the five people with the sort of reputation and, and fan base and just people demanding your time that you five have are willing to give up your time and come and talk to me. So, so thank you for that. But one of the questions was to the six of us, is there something here that we can believe will be a streamable product? Even if it's a year on from now, but certainly, you know, it, it's saying it's coming out this year. So let's give them six more months of development time. Do we believe there is a streamable product there that we can put out in front of our user base, my two people, Jimmy's 100, Rick's 5,000, and see and see success, see them enjoying us streaming this product? Jimmy, do you have hope for that? I mean, 
A sliver of hope, yeah, because they can improve. Like it's possible they've improved it a lot in the last four months, right? Four or five months, however yeah. long it's been. So if they improve it a lot more, like they haven't improved it really, because it still hurts my eyes. Like they've improved it a bit. The in the in match stuff, it still hurts my eyes. It's still horrible to play. If they make it not horrible to play, then I'll want to play it. <laughs> and then if they make it not horrendous to look at, then I'll be able to play it. So they can potentially do that. Sure, sure they can. Okay. Good. Uh, Andy, right now it's a no, is it? You can't stream it, your channel don't want it, you don't want to do it. Yeah. I think if they release it in the next three months, it's a no. Six months to nine months, they might have got it about right. It's a 12-month project for me. Okay. Uh, Elliot, are you excited about putting this on your stream? You've done plenty of it. I, I, yeah, I've done a bit, yeah. I, um, I'm not, no. And uh, yeah, I said at the start, I, I would be really worried about them releasing it in the next six months. I mean, who knows, you know, how things work, you know, probably they do more work closer to the end of the time, you know, scale and this kind of thing as well, maybe. So who knows how much they could do in the next next six months. Maybe they maybe they could make it good. But right now it's, you know, they, they, they may be just scraping towards mediocre. I it's It, it makes me very... The previous betas made me, you know, horrified. I'm, I'm now really unimpressed. You know, it needs a lot of work. Um, in our end. Well, play it still because I believe uh, it can be fixed. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be playing it. The, you know, the past uh, two weeks. Um, I, I think it can. Well, I, I don't worry about. Uh, streaming and stuff like that i just stream for company you know but uh it looks better if you play it than uh, streaming or uh, if i go and, and watch uh jamie play it. it doesn't look good on on twitch that's for sure but uh, for me as a player playing it myself it looks all right now but they need to to fix the contrast the, the brightness of stuff and uh, and stuff like that but yeah, so, it's odd. I, I think I was having the same experience as you. I, I, yeah. I was enjoying it more playing off stream. Exactly. Um, and not feeling I had to explain and justify and continuously try and show a visual that was actually telling people what was going on. Yeah. Um, but then that probably means I'm keeping quite a bit of the game state in my head rather than solely in terms of what I'm seeing mm -hmm. and not feeling that's translating as well out on the stream. Um, Rick, I mean, last time there was a level of sadness for you, a level of, you know, this this could seriously impact my, my living. Um, how are you feeling about, about Blood Bowl 3 and your future, mate? Yeah, um, again, it, it could impact my living and I might have to shift that elsewhere. That That's fine. Um, so, firstly, yeah, I, I'm encouraged by the improvements from Beta 2 to Beta 3. Fantastic. I know that they'll continue to make some improvements to some of the things we talked about today. And some of the things will end up being a bit rough. And I can live with that. It really boils down to just the, the visuals um, of the, the nausea headache issue, which is for some people, or what's causing that for some people is just simply making the game not enjoyable to watch and difficult to understand for others. That, that's the, really the one key point that I have to have fixed. It, you know, for my stream, for me to play, for many, many, many of my viewers um, to, to play it or watch it. 
And and it is important, obviously, for Cyanide to, to have streamers play this game and for it to be a good viewable experience for viewers because it's a huge part of sales and it's a huge part of the lifeblood of the game going forwards and, and staying going forwards is, is having these streams. It's how I got into Blood Bowl 2 and, and why I've enjoyed it so much. You know, it was it was Jimmy's and Andy's Andy's stream and the other streamers before. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I know from feedback that I've had, it's a, it's a huge part of people coming into the game today. So, so yeah, if they can resolve how it looks on that zoomed out view uh everything else i know there might be some improvements and i can live with how everything else ends up that is the one real key thing yeah i mean i i, I absolutely agree i i get vocally recognized for my appearances on jimmy fantastics youtube um i've had literally had people come up to me and say hey i know you don't i you're that bloke i've heard on jimmy fantastics youtube and i think one of the reasons for that is blood bowl 2 despite its myriad of faults it, it is quite good in that televisual sense you can get the good information from it. it it's a nice clear screen you can see the pieces it's really obvious what's going on most of us have the icons at a size where they're fairly readable um, now we have got that option that it's just the ones that are actually you know different for those pieces that are there and and you can grab that information very easily i do think blood bowl 3 is getting in the right direction i, I found the screen not as cluttered not as difficult and I, I was aware that some of the things, once I've learned what they are, I can turn them off. I don't need all the hotkeys down bottom left once I've remembered the ones I need to press three times the H and twice the K, or is it three Ys Why, and a Z? I, 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 you know, and I might have to write, I'm that old, I might have to have a post-it note with that written on so I can just take that off the screen. But there has been huge moves forward. I mean, there is a lot of customization in there. There is a lot of our response, our, our big problems have been addressed. I do think visually it's less clashing. Um, a cup, what, one of the, I mean, not the other chap who was talking to me, but a whole different cyanide person did come to me at one point and say, you know, we, we're aware that we've made a load of progress on the visuals, but it's not great. There are still some people that aren't okay with it. The fact that they're now aware of that and they're not surprised by us saying that there's still some people not okay with it. I think that's a step forwards with them understanding where the problems are. Um, I, I do wish this had been a bigger leap forwards, but it's, to me, I, I guess I'm more positive than all of you. I do feel... There's some real beauty in some parts of this game. There's some bits they're doing better than anything I've seen done in Blood Bowl before, yeah. um, in terms of some of the kickoff responses. I I don't love the visual style, but at least there's a, a unity to it throughout the game, and it matches that in the rules book, and I think that's quite important. They're running a Twitter competition at the moment. Uh, any of you out there that want to win a, a free Blood Bowl 3 key? Um, they're running a Twitter competition for the best screenshot from the beta, if you've still got maybe seconds to grab that. And there was one very excited looking guy holding up his physical model of a Blood Bowl ogre. And behind it was a screenshot that he'd made in Blood Bowl 3 of an ogre. And he'd done it in exactly the same colours and it looked exactly the same. And I thought that, that that guy's excited by that, by the fact that he can buy a computer game now where he can get the hobby that he spent hours painting and he can build that in a computer game and play it against somebody else. And I think Blood Bowl 3 has that better than Blood Bowl 2 did, and even better than Blood Bowl 1 did. The customizationableness, the uh, the amount of how it looks like the game on the board. But that doesn't make me want to play it, because it's it's still not easy to play. Um, look, I've had you here way, way too long. This is already getting on for over an hour and a half, so we do need to start wrapping up. Um, I'm just going to give you some time and just try and get your final thoughts. And I must apologise, I have tried to grab some stuff from chat. Jimmy and Andy have been fantastic at bouncing things off. Uh, yes, we all realise it's very difficult to watch any Jimmy stream when he's got the face cam on. Ha ha. Um, 
what are everyone's final thoughts? What do they want to put out there? Because we do need to wrap this up. We could talk for hours and days, and I would love to. There's so many small things I want to talk to all of you about. But in terms of the Blood Bowl 3 beta, what I guess is your message to the people, uh, we have two or three of them here, and to Cyanide. Um, I'll start with anyone who feels they're ready to come in on this. I want to give everyone just whatever chance you want to take at this. This We are in the ending phase. So what what's less that you want said tonight about Blood Bowl 3 beaters? It was 10 times better than the last one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Huge leaps forward. Yes. So props to Cyanide for listening to us and yeah. uh, doing the changes that did. So thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I want to comment on that and just say that I think there's there's problems. Um, it's yeah. not as fun to play as it should be. I should be exploring the new rules and a new way of interacting with them, and I'm still struggling to make it play Blood Bowl well for me. Mm -hmm. But they do seem to be interested in listening, so that's my huge positive. Yeah, just uh, want to say it doesn't always sound like it, but but we're with you. We're with you, Cyanide, on this. Honestly, you know, <laughs> we're, we're we want to contribute as much as we can. That's why we're here today, and and good luck with it. Um, and and it it's really felt like they have listened, like you say, and and the interaction with them over the last twelve months has been really really good. So massive thank you to them for that and for all they're trying to do. Yep. <laughs> Ah, the wisdom of the gym. Leaving me just Devo and uh, Elliot. What, what would you like to end us with, guys? Andy? Please, please, please have another beta in another six months. Okay. Um, or possibly even invite some very committed uh, playtesters onto your playtesting in private panel. Uh, and get some regular feedback every couple of weeks. That might be, I don't know, whatever. But make it make it better. Use the resources available. Uh, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, nice to see improvements, but difficult to be enthusiastic. It really is. You know, I want to see a lot more work. Just to loop back to a, like a very specific point, make the action confirmation, you know, the space bar or the double click, make it optional, like they did with a lot of the UI elements, right? You know, you can please both, you know, sets of people then. Yeah, that's a great point, Elliot. Yeah, and yeah, like to be serious rather than just yeah. yeah. Like there has been lots of improvements and stuff, and it is good that they're listening and trying. But it, look, we all just want it to be the best it can be, right? We all just want it to be great. That's all we want. We're not just you know arguing and complaining for no reason, right? It's because we want it to be a success. It it has to be nice to look at, and it has to be nice to play. And at the moment, it's neither of those things, despite the actual assets being good. So that's really weird. There's that should be easy for them to sort out, really. That the looking good yeah. part. And then the playing good, they've got some problems. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know where I wanted this to end. I felt when we did the first beta review, there was a level of sort of jaw-dropped anger that, that that was what was being put out there, that it was that bad. I mean, it made people ill. It, it broke all the time. It looked terrible. It moved clunkily. You couldn't interact with it. it the information was wrong and, and it presented appallingly. And I just thought that there's just very little here that I'm excited about. To me, this time, there has been lots of things that have got me excited. I do like the pitches. I know they're, they're optional. Uh, and that's my one thing. I, I've been trying to reassure people. I don't know how Cyanide will implement them. I expect it'll be a straight on or off button for any league. 
But in tabletop, the, the rules are very simple. That If both players agree to use a special pitch, then they use it. But if either side doesn't want to, you default to a normal pitch. Um, as long as there's a rule like that in, then, then I, I love the fact that they're there. I think they're exciting, they're fun, they're different. And how many times have you loaded up a game of Blood Bowl and thought, oh, if this was just, you know, if the weather did something, that might be quite fun. Well, I mean, what about if there's a Kraken under your field? I mean, I, I liked that. I thought it was great. So I think there's a lot of things to get excited about. I love the amount of customization. I love how, like, the tabletop people are going to get excited about building their own team in the client. But then they're going to take it on the field and it's, it's going to play terribly. And you know, I'm reminded That's what of, I'm saying all the time. Yeah. They need to get the gameplay and game flow and the feedback and, and that stuff right yeah. from the get-go. And then we can worry about the redraft and the championship ladder and stuff like that. But they have to make the gameplay uh, good. So is that lots of nodding? I mean, I, I suspect we're all yeah. going to agree with Anaria. Is that what we all feel yeah. right now? Is that the next move forward has to be just in gameplay? Yeah. yeah, and it's not good enough yet. Well, I mean, I don't know. Perhaps the way is to get themselves twenty focused game testers and just rinse that for six months and continuously get that feedback and move that experience forward. Yeah. Um, but I suspect it has to be people that understand Blood Bowl. And yeah. I kind of hope they've got some of those people on, on tap because, you know, I would suggest we do. And at the moment, we're not we're not thrilled to be playing this game and we really should be. Um, though there's so much good in there. I, I really didn't want this to be negative. I think it's a, a big leap forward. But Indeed. it's a leap that's just missed the, the platform I wanted it to reach of there's, you know, now I can just look at squashing the bugs. This is ready to get released. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I wasn't looking for bugs. I found a couple. And I didn't want to go and tell anyone. I didn't want to write them down because I just don't feel we're at that point yet. I think there needs to be some some more bigger changes under the bonnet before we look at bug squashing and, and tightening up, isn't there? Yeah, I literally couldn't care less about any bugs, to be honest. Like, it, it's just, it's yeah, it's way beyond that at the moment. Now, Chet have been asking um, whether, in fact, they should just stop having betas and next time have a beta. Uh, no. No, it is beta, not beta. Um, I'm not discussing it. That's just, that's the right answer. Anything anyone wants to say before good night? Then I think we're done. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, look, I hope we get a great Blood Bowl 3 out of this. I, I hope everyone appreciates what we're trying to do is, is help that happen, not just dog a game and, and try and sink it in any way. Um, there's no margin in that for any of us. If Blood Bowl 3 comes out and it's great and brings legions of new fans to Blood Bowl, and we are elevated to the godlike status that we deserve, then that's that's brilliant, and I'm sure we're all up for it. So none of us want this game to be uh, anything other than a roaring success. Um, thank you to the chat. I'm sorry we weren't able to get you more involved, but with you know six of us trying to get a fair amount of time for everyone, it's really tricky to keep an eye on the chat as well. Uh, thank you to the guys on the panel that have uh, kept interacting with the chat. I'm sure people have found that incredibly surprising um, and joyful for them too. Uh, one World, One Blood Bowl is back, but it being the summer, um, the weekends are not as regular as they were. So this is not going to be an every two weeks thing. I will be trying to advertise them. I will be setting a schedule in advance, but right now everything is in flux. We do have some very exciting episodes coming up. But for One World, One Blood Bowl number 17, for beta three of Blood Bowl three, that's it for now on a slightly sour note with some optimism, some hope, but some genuine disappointment as well. Um, that's it from all of us. Good night. It's over. Just the end of the World World 